Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Welcome to Dock and Roll Radio's International Women's Day special on Soho Radio. My name is Karen Shook, and I'll be your Karen for the next hour. So I've got an International Women's Day degrees of separation question for you all. So who is the inspiring creative force who connects J.K. Rowling and Taylor Swift? Okay, I'll give you a hint. She's a Grammy award-winning, Ivor Novello award-winning, golden platinum selling recording artist, singer-songwriter, musician, composer, record producer, and music tech innovator who does amazing things with blockchain and gloves. If you spotted that we're talking about none other than Imogen Heap, and even if you didn't, you win. Our next hour in conversation with Imogen herself and the exclusive chance to hear some of her latest works in progress. Imogen, happy International Women's Day. Thank you, and to you. I hope it's a lovely sunny day here in London. I'm enjoying the uh, hot, nice vibes. It is gorgeous. That's what we need, more sunshine. Thank you for coming in to make our International Women's Day programme very special. Uh, I asked you to suggest some songs, and um, you've given me a fantastic lineup. We just heard Tears in the Club by FKA Twigs featuring The Weeknd. And after this, we're going to hear Les Amazones d'Afrique with Angelique Kidjo. And later, we're going to hear Hi. Tell me why you picked these tracks, other than that they are brilliant. <laughs> um, well, they're all kind of relative to the last couple of years, really. Um, I met FKA Twigs um, because she's a local from around where I am. And I really just was completely inspired by her, um, by her energy. By I've looked into her work since... Um, and I'm in the throes of making a new record, like as I'm in the middle of also doing a commission and mothering and million other things. Um, but in the back of my mind, I'm kind of thinking about this new album. And I've come across the weekend also. I mean, obviously, he's usually famous. Um, but I've realized that, um, you know, the weekend and FK Twigs are really good at writing about sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I have become very sex positive in my uh, single them recently. And uh, so I'm kind of looking to these guys for inspiration about how to approach writing about sex because I've never done that before, apart from one track. I mean, I have kind of, you know, under a bit here and then, but never really actively gone for it. Um, so I'm, it's very present in my mind. And I, I find myself, you know, coming to these artists uh, for you know how, how I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write like FKA or write like um write like her the weekend but I will be um 
just I'm just I'm just listening to them for inspiration, <laughs> amongst others. It's interesting that you mentioned it's a challenge to write about sex in song lyrics. I mean, we know from the Bad Sex Award that novelists often fall into slightly embarrassing pitfalls when they're writing about getting horizontal. I didn't realize mm. the challenge would be there for songwriters as well. I don't think it is for anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I just like got signed when I was 17 and I've always been a bit like, oh, I can't talk about that. Um, and I've just been stuck in that, in that space for, you know, my entire career. Um, but recently kind of went through a bit of a shift, a big shift actually in my life. I discovered I had um, some thyroid issue and the reason why I hadn't at all been, uh, you know, sexually inspired um, was because of a thyroid issue. Um, and there's me just thinking, I, you know, that was it. They had a child and that was that. Um, but now that I've sorted that out and I've changed my diet, I'm on fire. And I'm like on all the dating apps. <laughs> my whole <laughs> life is like massively shifted. Um, and I just really want to catch up and, um, and kind of, so I'm experientially songwriting at the moment, um, you know, whilst I'm doing these commissions and stuff uh, for money. But um, in the background, just kind of dying to make a new record, hopefully by the end of the year. On the subject of uh, dating apps, and since you're a tech innovator yourself, uh, any thoughts about how they could be improved? Oh, I like so many bits about all the different <laughs> ones. I am quite a connoisseur now. Um, I, I really enjoy Pure, actually. Um, it's an instant dating app. It's kind of like, it's kind of a hookup app. Um, it's 24-hour chat, um, and if you kind of, you know, haven't, you know, enjoyed each other's company or you've just kind of, you know, you've fizzled out after a conversation. You don't need to have that awkward, or oh, should I discon disconnect from this person or not? It just kind of nicely does it for you. And you have the option to add, you know, time to the timer. I don't know. It just feels very free and very, like, guilt-free um, and uh, just very honest and kind of quick and nice. And um, so I've, I really enjoyed that. And you can share voice notes and pictures and stuff. Um, but I also really like, I really like Field, the community on Field. It's very open, um, you know, just everything's kind of out on the table. And I found some really interesting people on that. app, um, And I, it seems to be like Hackney is like the hot spot. <laughs> <laughs> because whenever I chat to somebody outside, it's like, oh, yeah, you must be from Hackney, of course you are, because you know, that's, that's where all the action is. <laughs> that's where all the <laughs> so cool something kids are. Like. Something in the air. Something in the air, yeah. <laughs> What about the idea of musical taste being um, a useful component of dating apps? Um, yeah, actually, there, there is, um, I think it's called POM. I haven't tried mm -hmm. it yet, but there is actually a dating app where you can match each other by your musical tastes, which I think is really interesting because I often like people who like similar music and I have quite eclectic tastes. Um, so I do find that, you know, here, like I've just only just signed up for Tinder because <laughs> I've been avoiding it for the longest time. And I, it is a bit of a nightmare because so many people are fakes. It's ridiculous. And so many people just start a conversation and they just disappear. It's a bit of a waste of time. Really. Um, but you can choose a song on there that you like. So I don't know. I mean, it's not everything. And I, but I have discovered lots of music during this kind of past six months of heightened activity, shall we say, um, where I have discovered lots of new music because of these nice guys, you know, and girls um, that I'm, I'm meeting. Um, so it's really broadened my musical horizons, actually. And actually, because weirdly, well, maybe not so weirdly, because I am feeling, you know, sexual again, um, I have discovered a love of music again. It's like that kind of whole emotional connect between my body was, um, wasn't there during this kind of illness period. And I wasn't listening to music at all. Just completely couldn't, just couldn't hardly listen to it. Um, 
so but now I feel like it's fully back and forth and I don't you know go anywhere now without my headphones and it's really amazing actually it just it seems strange that you know the musicians have just not been listening to music mm-hmm. for basically six years um but I'm just uh, just so yeah excited and there's so many musicians uh, artists that I've discovered over the last six weeks six months sorry Speaking of music, we're going to listen to Dombolo by Les Amazones d'Afrique and Angélique Kijo, another brilliant uh, choice from our International Women's Day guest today, Imogen Heap. You're listening to Dock and Roll Radio's International Women's Day special on Soho Radio. My name is Karen Shook, and I had a very short short list of female musical icons I would like to from London I would like to have on the show. And the woman at the top agreed to be my guest. If you are just joining us, hang on a sec. I'll let you know who that is. Um, on the subject of inspiring female artists. Dock and Roll is not just a music festival. We have a video on demand platform, Dock and Roll TV. Do check it out at our website, dockandrollfestival.com. There are several inspiring women immortalized in music documentary available on Dock and Roll TV, including St. Vincent with her hilarious, brilliant and subversive film, The Nowhere In, Sisters with Transistors, which covers electronic pioneers, Mama Africa, which is about Miriam Makeba. Polystyrene, I Am a Cliché, one of the best music documentaries, I think, from the last few years made in the UK or anywhere. Betty, They Say I'm Different, and L7, Pretend We're Dead. So check it out if you would like to find out more about any of those female artists. Now, the female artist I said, if you've just joined us, who is not only going to be continuing to program the tracks on our hour-long show and tell me what she's been up to, but she's going to play some of it too. Imogen Heap, thank you for dropping in with Hello. some music. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's International Women's Day, and of course, it's hard not to reflect on the place of women in the creative world and in the music business, uh, especially I worked in the music business starting age 22. First time I was allowed backstage, even though I was working in promotion and publicity, uh, my boss wouldn't let me backstage because it wasn't a place for girls. So <laughs> <laughs> I could do the work, but I couldn't go back and hang out with the real groupies who were the men at the label. The first mm. time I was allowed backstage was to hang up the Platinum Awards for Bon Jovi. And I was the only woman backstage who wasn't a stripper. Um, <laughs> I like to think things are better since then. I mean, you you mentioned that you were signed at 17. Do you feel like the music biz has become in any way a fairer, healthier, more supportive place for female artists in those years? Uh, it definitely has, yeah. I mean, I know because back then I literally knew no no women in the industry at all. I literally never came across a woman Um <laughs> I think the only time I did was Avril McIntosh, who is an engineer. Um, she worked on a demo of mine when I was being produced by Nick Kershaw when I was just 17. Um, and she was the only person I remember being a woman in the industry. 
occasionally I came across a promotion person or mm-hmm. maybe uh, somebody in radio, um, but nobody, yeah, nobody at the label. Um, there were a couple at the publishing, uh, my publishing label, um, but that was always like the friendly, nice, warm, fuzzy place, um, whereas the um, recording side of things was never really like that. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely has changed because I know lots of people, you know, women who are in the industry now. Um, but the thing is, it's become more and more independent and lots of women um, are setting up their own labels. And um, so you do find a lot more diversity for sure, which is great. But I kind of left I kind of left the industry um, about 15 years ago. So I don't really know it that well, to be honest. Um, but I do know that there are lots more women in it than there were. <laughs> well, setting aside the industry in the, you know, the sort of old fashioned setup that we're thinking of, I guess just the music landscape, do you, whether it's whether it's playing live, as you say, um, yeah. recording, engineering and, and so on. Do you think critical mass makes a difference? In other words, if you're no longer the only woman in the room, you can be you rather than, oh, there's that girl over there. Um, <laughs> you know, just the fact of there being more women makes a difference. Yeah, I mean, there are lots of um, there are lots of groups as well, like creating awareness. Like there's this group called We're Moving the Needle, um, Moving the Needle, We're Moving the Needle. I'm part of them actually, so I should know what they're called. Um, but they, you know, shine a light on producers and engineers, um, and kind of, you know, are, are basically available for talks and to try and create diversity on panels, for example. Um, but it's still like, I mean, it's part of the reason why I'm. Doing one of the projects I'm doing, actually, it's called it's, a, it's an identity platform um, for music makers, uh, kind of helping us prepare for Web three and future things like that. Um, really, we don't have a way to identify ourselves and what we do in the industry, and so it would just make it really easy if we could, if you could search by gender, um, you know, amongst many other things, uh, to find um, who you might want to do for you know have for an interview or or have for a specific job or a role if you wanted to make sure that in the boxes at the very least mm-hmm. um and there are i think i mean still during festivals you could just the lineups are still like ridiculously imbalanced mm. um but they are getting better because there's pressure now you know people are just calling festivals out like how dare you only have like 10 percent women um so it, it is it is changing um but we're still having a conversation, aren't we? Let's face it. <laughs> Where can people find out more about that platform? Um, if you haven't got um, the details here, maybe you can um, ping them over to me and we oh, can send them out in our socials. Okay. Um, well, it's early days. It's a, it's a kind of in-beta project. We've been doing it for about, um, well, about seven years, really. Um, and the idea is to be able to kind of put in your skill sets and um, your projects and, links to your works in the future when we do have a kind of um a river of music identifier kind of data database which all radios and tv and distribution and everyone can kind of tap into because there's no one kind of verified official data source about music um that we could all you know get information from and stop all this payment getting lost everywhere um so it's just a a look to that future really but but the the thing i've realized in the past is that what uh, brings me the work is my are my unique kind of crossover triangulations of my um, interests, my skill sets, uh, the projects I've worked on, my collaborators, 
um, and it's those things that have been visible maybe in the press interview or like here in a radio interview uh, that people would become aware of what I can do so I am a producer and engineer and I can you know pull a track together quickly in my studio and that's what got me jobs early on because they realized I could just quickly throw together a song that they might need whereas they might have not had enough time with another person that might have needed a full set of people to do it so um, that's that's kind of done me well in the past. And but being able to share that kind of information along with agenda, um, along with anything else that people might be interested in, I don't know what kind of fitness you might be interested. I have no idea. Um, that could uh, could people could offer you work because it's that unique crossover is what's gonna is what is what how people are gonna find you rather than just like a sea of endless kind of music, you know, in an Excel spreadsheet like. Uh, music listening mm-hmm. uh, space. This allows you to um, put contextual information about the writer or the producer or the engineer um, to to help with the future of work. So it could help with anything, like yeah, like I said, with panels or interviews, or uh, to try and help people source the to to bring in the diversity. Because it's often that where do they find that information? Mm. Um, yeah. And of course, previously, um, that information was held by gatekeepers, so the guy, and it was usually a guy at the label, a fixer or somebody who would who would know this stuff, but other people wouldn't have access to it. Yeah. Um, even so it's a creativepassport.net, sorry, if anyone wants to have a look, um, creativepassport.net. Great. Okay. Um, uh, well, let us hear another track that you uh, proposed. We play today, and I said yes and waved my hands. This is "High" with "Keep on Believing." How did you come across "High"? Um, oh, I love this! I love this person. So I have a dear friend called John Hopkins, who is like one of the most amazing musicians ever. Um, and I, because of my newfound social life and sex life, um, I I went to see one of um, John's gigs recently, and after the show. Um, Oh, no, swear that's not true. I went to just one of his parties because mm-hmm. he lived quite close to me and I've just started to go to parties again because I'm all excited yes. that one. Um, and uh, she was there. Um, so I met, I met her there and um, we just had a really lovely evening and then discovered her music. And now this particular song, just I love going jogging um, and I like, I really into like quite hard techno now like I never was, but because of a guy that I've met on one of these dating apps, um, I've like, really gotten into this kind of started to understand why people like it i'd always been like turn that rubbish off but now i just love it it just i love how it just bombards you and you kind of feel this calm in the noise in a quite harsh techno um so this is like somewhere in between my worlds you know where um she's an amazing dj and i've since been to see her play a couple of times um and i really like her music so yeah this is um, one of her last albums but she's about to release a new one so keep an eye out for it lovely let's hear it You're listening to Dock and Roll Radio's International Women's Day special on Soho Radio, and it is indeed pretty damn special. I asked a brilliant musician and Renaissance woman to program the music. She recommended some great stuff. And of course, I secretly hoped that Imogen Heap would say, hey, I've got some new music I'll play for you. Imogen. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so nervous about this. What have I done? I literally never played the demo um, ever. 
but it is quite topical for me. I'll tell you why, if you like. Um, uh, so actually, the first one that you're going to play, I think, is it has been released. This one, it's the last night of an empire, and um, so we can. Yeah, so that's already been done. But this whole period, you know, basically for the last seven years, um, I haven't really, I've like released such a small amount of music. I did the Harry Potter music, so that did keep me busy for the play, mm-hmm. um, and I made an album around, around that, and I've done, you know bunch of commissions and stuff actually like having the driving motivation to write my own songs and another album had has just gone had gone now it's back like with a vengeance um so i've i've recorded lots of little demos and mm-hmm. i have an app um that i kind of brought back to life during lockdown when you know all my team were off and i was going spare um <laughs> i needed to connect uh with other people outside of my daughter um, so I um, got uh, this app going, which basically means that fans can kind of come on and they can hear me. We can chat together. We've like, got a load of projects going on together. Um, but I decided to just go, oh, to hell with it. I'm going to put every single demo of every like working progress version of everything that I've done in the past and also um, new stuff that I'm working on. And I just find it so freeing to just be able to just chuck the stuff up there. Um, but, uh, yeah, just... I mean, when are you going to play this one? Because I kind of didn't think about it until the last minute. But there's a track called A New Kind of Love, which is a free-free track, um, which is a band that I was in with this guy, Guy Sitter, mm-hmm. um, when I was, like, 23. And this track has, like, it was never released. Um, it was a demo that never ended up on the record. Um, and, but it's good, you know, it's a really good quality because, obviously, Guy's an amazing producer. Mm. Um, and he wrote the song, actually. I don't know if he did it, just sang it. Um, but it was this, it's become this, um, it got remixed and uh, was all over TikTok um, and we got notified about this uh, and it still hasn't been released as the as the demo that it was, but we are going to do that because everyone's begging us for it. Um, so I could have played that as a demo, mm-hmm. so I kind of failed to get that in time, um, but we are going to release that uh, in the next three weeks or so. Um, so just in keeping with the demo vibes, um, I wanted to play you a couple of demos about this um, this album inspired by my sex life. Should anyone <laughs> want to tune into that? But I might use a different name because I'm a bit nervous that, you know, a 10-year-old fan who's now discovered me through Harry Potter might just suddenly discover this other side of me. Which So I, I'm tempted to, like, call it an entirely different name. Um, but, but those in the know will obviously know where to go. Um, so, yeah, I haven't decided that yet. <laughs> well... Okay, so you've brought us three songs. The first one is yeah. Last Night of an Empire. I get to hit the big green button, apparently. Yes, Giles, our brilliant producer, is going to say yes. So, no, I'm just in on the song quickly. Okay. So this happened during lockdown. Um, the elections... Um, uh, I, have I got my timing right? Yes, that happens, didn't it? Um, Donald Trump, etc. in the States. So I have a lot of American fans. Um, and they were a desperate... <laughs> Um, and so I was hearing their pleas, and I'd made a little a little demo of this uh, this track, and the guys on the app loved it. So I just really pushed through, and I made a track um, out of it. Um, so if you now that you know kind of roughly what it might be about, mm. um, now you can listen to it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna hit the green button. Well, down to- 